You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. Hey, everybody. Good afternoon to you. Welcome in on a Monday. Jimmy B and TC right here on the Big Talker. 1700 and a terrific show lined up today. Uh, John Bonenkamp will join us uh, coming up roughly at about 420. Wolfgang joins the show at 440. And then Mitch Sherman uh, from Omaha as we get ready for the College World Series Championship Finals. Oregon State and Arkansas. That's coming up at 530. Trent, how are you, pal? Oh, not too bad, Jimmy B. Outside dodging uh, raindrops and raindrops, yeah. possibility of some uh, softball this evening. Ankeny High against Ankeny Centennial. Keeping an eye on that forecast, and hopefully we'll be able to call that one tonight over on MediaCom. But yeah, Jim, it's uh, that time of year. Kind of the dog days of summer are upon us. But this afternoon, riveting soccer action. No, I'm not kidding, folks. It was very entertaining earlier this <laughs> afternoon, here about an hour back, a little more than an hour, as uh, two games coming down to the end uh, at the World Cup when you get to the the final game of the group stage. They have all four teams that are in the same group playing each other at mm-hmm. the same time, so you're not going to know the result going into it, anything like that. But a lot of back and forth, and overall, I thought an entertaining afternoon, Jim. I know without the United States here, you're not yep. quite as excited about the World Cup. But did you at least uh, take a look this afternoon and watch, I thought, some high-level soccer? I I watched a little bit, Trent. It, I, I'm not wowed by it, and I'm just being honest about it, just because the USA isn't there. Then I had some guy at a refreshment stand last night tell me, well, pick a team. Yeah. What, what do you mean, pick a team? Am I, like, going to fall in love with Tunisia? Sure. Why not? No. Why why? Why? What? What do I have in common with Tunisia? Give me something that I would have in common. I, I just can't do that. Guys in short pants running around, falling down when they're not even hit. Although I did see a sack shot today, uh, and it was a legit sack shot. And the guy from Spain rolled around on the grass for like three minutes because it was a definite knee uh, to the groin. And there was uh, there was no faking on that one, and it was funny because the announcers, Trent, and and this cracked me up. And I'm not sure if it was uh, uh, John Paul Della Camera or not. He and I go way back, uh, and he's done a brilliant job calling the action. But <laughs> the guy takes the hit and flops around like a fish out of water for a couple of minutes, and the you know the the trainers run out on the field. Mm-hmm. And so there's a pause, and the announcer says, I don't think the trainers are going to be able to help this guy. (laughs) (laughs) And there was just quiet in the booth, and you knew knew they were all falling out with, I don't think the trainers are going to be able to help this guy. (laughs) Not a good spot to be in, Jimmy B. Not a good spot at all. No, I really enjoyed it, and and there's just something about being able to flip on a high-level event in the morning that I like. We know it takes a while for you to roll out of bed, so that might also be a part that has uh, led you astray a little bit here, but I've really enjoyed it. I'm excited for the knockout round. We finish up or three more days of going through the group stages here. Brackets look like they're going to be set up incredibly well for some high-level uh, matches coming up in the knockout round. So now I'm into it, Jimmy B. I am. I understand it's not for everybody for me. 
It's more of right. a once every four years type of deal. But when I get into it, I really do enjoy it every year. And and I've been thinking more and more. Maybe it, it is time that I I adopt a soccer team. I find a team, you know, in the Premier League, something like that, that I adopt and and go after there and and start watching their games and follow them a little bit more. Because Jimmy said, well, I I can't follow Tunisia because I have nothing in common. Well. I mean, look at look at any team. Do I have anything in common with Connor McCaffrey? Do I have anything in common with the Iowa football player? Do I have anything in common? Yes, he goes. With... Yes, he goes to the school that that you love. Okay, how about he the? He goes chi- to the school. How, how about I don't. The... I don't love. I don't love Tunisia. Well, how about the Chicago Bears? I mean, do I have anything in common That's with te- them? Yes, yes, it's a team that you cheer for. Yes, right, and you yes. find a team to cheer for. That's all the how guy was I trying to tell you. Te- I don't even. I don't even know who guys are on the team. You don't need to. You learn. Yes, you do. You do a little. Oh, I'm not. I'm not going to put that much effort into some guy from Tunisia, and then then I have to pretend that I'm actually cheering for him. I'm not a pretender. Well, I'm the real deal. I'm the mm, real deal here. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, Jimmy B. I I think you're you're becoming. You're you're always such a fun loving guy, but you've really, you've yes. really become a curmudgeon here. Why are you so no. angry about this? Why, why are you so angry no. about this? Don't put me in Ken Miller's class. Well, That's no. what I used to call Kenny all the time. No, but he loves it. He's into the soccer. He's not a fun hater. Is he really? Fun hater Brinson. That's your new name. Fun hater Brinson. I'm going with that. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Hey, look, I told you that I that I watched a little bit of it today, the two games that were on. That that I happen to see, right? Yeah, I got stuff to do in the morning here. I'm busy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jimmy B, the lies that you tell our listeners—it's unbelievable. <laughs> All right, well, let's get into something a little bit more uh, here, closer to home, and that is uh, the weekend in baseball, where the Cubs drop four in a row. Jimmy B, yeah. you lose to the Reds. I got the panic button right here in front of me. Is it time to hit it? Not even close. Not even close. Take your hand away. Back away from the bridge, Cubs fans. Back away. Jeez. I mean, look, it's we're not even to July yet. And Cubs fans are freaking. Yeah, I know they I know they what they did in Cincinnati. They sucked. Yes, <laughs> they did. They sucked. But it's like not even July. And they're only a couple of games out of first place in the Central Division of the National League anyway. I, 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 I don't know why people get so excited about this when the season goes until September before you hit even postseason play trend. And if you're within seven, eight games and you get to the All-Star break, you're in it. You're not out of it. You're in it. We've seen teams come back from being 10 games down. Look, earlier in the year, in the National League West, the L.A. Dodgers were nine and a half games out of first place. Mm -hmm. Nine and a half games, Trent, out of first place. Now they're like two. So it's I, I don't understand the consternation from Cubs fans. Can you help me with that? Well, that's just or, fans, or, or, Jim. That, that's fans. When you root yeah, for your but, team in the I day know, in, day out. I but it's not out. like football. It's not like college football where you have 12 games. Then I get it if you get beat. Or the NFL, 16. Okay, I get that. 
but not 162. And you're only two games out of first place. Well, they all count the same. And losing to a team like Cincinnati, that's also a piece of this here. Though the Reds now, after the four-game sweep, they've won seven in a row. Look out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Slow down a little uh, bit. I don't, th- yeah, I don't no, think so. No, they're still 32-45 and 45 <laughs> overall. Jim, I, I think it's deeper than that. And, and you can come with the myriad of reasons for the Cubs' struggles. You look at... And the back end of the bullpen right now, what they're bullpen, going through yep. with the injuries. You got Morrow on the DL. You got uh, Edwards on the DL. Coming up tonight, they're going to be bringing up a young kid here from uh, AAA Iowa. It's going to get his first career start in Underwood as he goes up against the Dodgers. You know, you're going through that. You Darvish obviously has not been right all season long. But I, I still think the most concerning part about this is you look at Chris Bryant. And Chris Bryant, obviously, an MVP in the past, a candidate year after year. You expect him to be the guy in the middle of the lineup, driving in runs, showing power, playing a great third base, doing, well, frankly, everything that you'd anticipate a guy like that. He hasn't been right in a while. You know, it's been a long, long stretch here, really over the last month for him since he's put up the numbers that we're accustomed to with Bryant. You know, he hit a homer. I guess that was, what, a little over a week ago in that game against the Cardinals. Ago. But mm-hmm. outside of that, he has one home run now over the last oh, almost, we're looking at five, six weeks now. He has one home run. He's battled the shoulder injury, hasn't played the last two days. Jim, I'm a proponent. Just put him on the DL. Now, when they changed a year ago and brought in the 10-day disabled list, I think it provides so much more flexibility for front offices, for managers. If a guy's a little bit banged up, 15 days, that, that is a long stretch. But 10 days, especially with a guy like Bryant that's already sit out, sat out two of these days, set him down. Get his head right. See if it is enough to help that shoulder along just a little bit. But things have got ugly. He struck out 27 times in the yeah. month of June. That's not Chris Bryant. That's not the Chris Bryant that we've grown accustomed to. Something obviously isn't right there. We know it's the shoulder, but you wonder if it also goes deeper than that. And, Jim, when you're dealing with an injury, you're trying to do different things to alleviate the pain, alleviate the problems that you're going through. You wonder if that's also a piece because this just he just doesn't look like the same guy. He's fine. His numbers are okay overall when you look at him. But if you've watched him over the last month, it's not Chris Bryant. Set him down. Let him get right. Not just a, a physical time off, but maybe some mental time off too. Well, they're not winning with him, so what's what's the difference? You might as well give him a, a, a couple of games uh, to just kind of try to get his head straight and and relax uh, that body just a little bit. Look, Trent, like as I referenced before, it's a long, long season, mm-hmm. and everybody says, "Well, it's not a sprint; it's a marathon." It is. It that's exactly what it is when you play 162 games. So. If you're within a couple of games of, if it's still Milwaukee, the leader in the NL in the Central, at the All-Star break, okay. Weren't they, like, in that position last year? Yeah. And, and then after and after the All-Star break, they went on a run and ended up winning the division, right? And the last two years at this time, which culminated in a World Series championship and an NLCS berth, they also were yep. going through problems at the end of June. Relax, relax. And pull the Aaron Rodgers here. Relax. Be concerned about things. Be concerned what you Darvish is going to be when he comes back. If Chris Bryant is ever going to be right this season. Those kind of things, I get them day to day. Overall, I still think this team is fine. 
I don't think there's a big problem there. They're going to be all right. We'll get into some more baseball talk, including the College World Series later. Mitch Sherman's going to join us, and we'll talk MLB and take a look at tonight. Dodgers and Cubs late night, 9-10 with the first pitch in that one. Mm-hmm. But, Jim, before we uh, hit our first break, a big weekend recruiting-wise for both Iowa State and Iowa. Yes. The Cyclones pick up five new verbal commitments, Iowa gets three of the four kids that they had brought in on official visits this weekend. It's the final weekend before the dead period, before coaches, they have to stop contacting these high school prospects. But uh, a big recruiting weekend, they brought guys in and looked very successful for both the Cyclones and the Hawkeyes. Boy, it did. I mean, at least on paper, uh, a lot of three-star guys that are uh, hooking up with these teams. And we know that I don't I don't get caught up in the three or the four or the five-star thing. All I care about, can the guy play football? And if he's a football player, then I'm going to probably watch him on the field. So from that standpoint, uh, kudos both Iowa State and Iowa for uh, getting it done and getting those kids to sign. You know, I, I think maybe the most interesting name to me from the Iowa State perspective is Aiden Bowman. Uh, from up in Minnesota. Now, he's a part of the 2020 class, so he still has two more seasons of high school football. But uh, he's a kid. His dad, Todd Bowman, you know that name, Jimmy B, bounced yep. around in the NFL for a while. Big kid, though, already six foot five. He's got plenty of time that he needs to fill out. He needs to add to the frame. But again, we're talking about a kid that just finished up his sophomore year of, uh, of high school. So that's one, though, that is certainly interesting. Got the bloodlines at the very least. Aiden Bowman, one of those names. We'll talk about that a lot more coming up uh, tomorrow with Alex Halstead, who will be joining us from 24-7 Sports on the Cyclone side of things. But coming up next, talk a little bit more about the Hawkeye side of things as John Ponekamp is going to stop by. We will talk with him about that. And speaking of Cubs-Dodgers, Jimmy B, Mm -hmm. John is a Dodgers fan. So we'll we'll get some thoughts from the Dodger perspective coming up with the wise owl, John Bonacamp. He joins us next here, Jimmy B and TC, with you until 6 o'clock tonight on 1700 KBGG. You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. An old favorite is back again with a new and updated menu, Bennigan's on Merle Hay Road. Stop by Bennigan's and check out the new signature steak and ale menu. Made from scratch everyday recipes that have stood the test of time. Dinner with friends, a night out, or just stop by to watch the ball game. Make it Bennigan's, Merle Hay Road. Bennigan's is a proud sponsor of high school baseball on 1700. You're with friends at Bennigan's on Merle Hay Road. Sponsored by Serta. Get a free box spring or up to $500 off an adjustable set with the purchase of select iComfort mattresses. Hurry in to Archer Home Center in Adel or visit SertaRetailers.com. When you're on the water, you want a boat that offers stability, handling, and performance. And that's just what you'll get in a Manitou pontoon boat from Malone Motorsports in Monroe. Manitou's patented V-Tune technology will have you carving the water, giving thrill rides to the skiers and tubers in your crew. It's this type of performance that has helped Manitou pontoon boats dominate the competition at the McCainer Barrel Races four straight years. If a Manitou pontoon boat can do that in competition, just think of all the fun you can have on the water with your family and friends. 
Head to Malone Motorsports now and let their pros help find the perfect Manitou pontoon boat for you. They can explain all about Manitou's V-Tune technology, their quality guarantee, and why they're the only pontoon manufacturer to earn the honor of being a USA water ski-endorsed water sports boat. Malone Motorsports in Monroe at the junction of Highways 14 and 163. They're worth the drive and open seven days a week to keep you on the water. Online, MaloneMotorsports.net. This summer, wherever you're heading in the great outdoors, make your first stop the Home Depot for off deep woods or active sweat-proof bug spray. Right now, get any three for just 10 bucks in your backyard or in the woods. If it's long-lasting protection you want or sweat-proof performance you need, when off goes on, bugs go away. Stock up now on off deep woods or active bug spray. Three for just 10 bucks. Only at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing while supplies last. If your A.C. isn't cold, head over to O'Reilly Auto Parts during Murray A.C. Month for a 20-ounce can of A.C. Pro R134A refrigerant with a gauge and hose on sale for $34.99. Cool your A.C. system in three easy steps with a can of A.C. Pro at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Limit supply. See store for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Real sports talk for real sports fans. It's Jimmy B and TC. Here's Jim and Trent. Once upon a time, you dress so fine. Ah, like a rolling stone, Jimmy oh, B. Yeah. You yeah. well, you're you're considered very much a rolling stone. And our next guest, I think you could throw in the same camp. I mean, you talk about Southeast Iowa. He has it covered, not just the Burlington Hawkeye. For our friend John Bonencamp, he makes his way to Clinton here today. How is Clinton, Iowa, Mr. Bonencamp? As good as Clinton, Iowa gets. You know, it's a nice <laughs> sunny summer day today. So. Well, it, it almost feels like you're throwing a little bit shade to your neighbors down in Clinton. No, I am not. It's okay, a lovely okay. community. I'm in a lovely Holiday Inn Express. You're going to see the bees play the Lumber Kings tonight. Bees so. Lumber Kings. Get your Ooh. tickets now. In fact, people here yeah. in Central Iowa, if you're getting in your car after work today, you can probably make your way down there and get there in time for first pitch for the bees and the Lumber Kings. But bees uh, outfielder, bees outfielder Kevin Williams has a sixteen or seventeen game hitting streak. Oh. Uh, so, fourth longest current in minor league baseball right now. Chasing history mm-hmm. out there. Well, you are the wise owl, and yeah, uh, you're, you're you're wise for more ways than one. So you uh, you decided to take a, a rental car. You got yourself a Prius for the week, huh? And it's lecturing me too. It's it's, it's <laughs> telling me not to not to turn up the air conditioner. Uh, when I got out here just a little while ago, so that I did a good job with acceleration, but I could do better. So. <laughs> You know, I don't like cars <laughs> telling me what to do. Here, so. so I'm going to get... John, I... Yeah, John, I... Not gritty, and that really disappoints me. So. I want a gritty car. So. I'm sure that's what you have at home. That, that's what you... You told oh, her of it. I do. So. 
Dodger Blue, actually. Dodger Blue. Well, we'll get into those Dodgers in a moment. Your team okay. as they get ready for the Cubs coming to town tonight as the Cubs uh, limp in on a four-game losing streak. But before that, a big weekend for recruiting. It was the final weekend before the dead period begins, and coaches aren't able to uh, call prospects. And the Hawkeyes brought in a pretty big haul. You know, it's funny. I was talking to a couple people that, that follow recruiting going into the weekend pretty closely and they said, you know, out of the four uncommitted guys coming in, I don't even know if they're going to get one. Well, lo and behold, they get three of the four, and almost four out of the four is the Fox kid from down to Georgia said he thought about committing Kirk Ferentz. Well, he doesn't sell Priuses, but a pretty good car salesman, huh? Yeah, I mean, he, I mean, obviously, I mean, this this is, you know, when you can get three really good players in a weekend that, you know, just right off their visit, says to me that, that they've got everything kind of in place there in terms of facilities, in terms of, you know, in the way that you can get kids to come in like that. And so when you can when you can have a weekend like that, it, it's pretty good. John Bonacamp is our guest right here on the Big Talker 1700. John, this is, uh, and Trent and I had a quick discussion um, about the, uh, the signings by both Iowa State and uh, Iowa. And you just kind of referenced that a little bit as well. Can you expand on some of the guys that they signed, or do you know much about them yet? You know, just just in reading, you know, in, in reading, you know, some of the things about them. I mean, they're they were all def- or two of the three were defensive players. Um, uh-huh. One of them is an offensive lineman out of Indianapolis, which I think that that's really a good thing right now because now it seems like they've got some sort of pipeline in the in the Indiana. And I, I think there's a lot of good players that can come out of there and, and help them out. And, you know, so, so I mean, it seems like they kind of filled some needs with this. They got a safety, uh, got a defensive end out of it. And, you know, and so, so I mean, it seems like they, they filled some needs here. And, again, this is already a pretty – this is a committed class. I mean, I believe in the number 13 right now in terms of commitment. So when you can kind of head into, you know, the meat of the summer. And like you said, you're coming up on a dead period now and that sort of thing. To have that good of a head start right now, I think, is a really good sign for this program. John, you've been in the newspaper business for a long time. With it, uh-huh. how is how you cover recruiting change? Is it something where you just touched on in the past, you do it more? Are you pretty old school as it? How do you guys handle at the Burlington Hawkeye recruiting? You know, I, by the way, odd facts known by few, this is my... 20, today, 27 years ago today, I started. Off. Congratulations so, on the yeah, end. I, I, I just realized that. So anyway, <laughs> um, it's been a long time. Um, <laughs> but, but, I mean, we don't do, I mean, unless they're like local kids. Sure. And we have had, we, and we've had local kids that have played Division One football and played at Iowa. I mean, you're thinking, you know, Mitch King, mm-hmm. uh, Doug Miller from Mount Pleasant a few years ago, Steve English, uh, James Vandenberg was one of our own. Um you know, so I mean, basically, I think really from a recruiting standpoint, we just kind of take care of the local kids, see where they go, and that sort of thing. And we've had some kids go to Iowa State too. You know, I mean, it just you know, with 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 staffing the way it is now, and I mean, I've got half the number of people I had this time last year, wow. and um, you know, so I mean, it's 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 kind of hard to do the recruiting stuff until you get close to signing day and, and you see who they're going to get and that sort of thing. So we like from from basically from a standpoint right now. It's, you know, when you see guys committed, you look them up, and, you know, and, and you kind of check them out and all that. But you really don't, you know, at, at our level, we really don't do a lot until it gets closer, until signing day, really. John, I'm real curious about 
about your prediction for the upcoming season. And mm-hmm. I'm I'm just I'm I'm curious from the standpoint that it looks like they have caught another break with the schedule. Uh, similar to what they had when they had the regular season undefeated run. Do you see similarities between that run and this season coming, since you're there and you've covered it on an everyday basis? Yeah, I mean, I, I think you you see some, some similarities in the schedule. Now, again, I'm not so sure talent-wise if this is a lot okay. the same. I mean, this this feels like a team that can win eight or nine games. But you're right, they do have they do have a break in, in the schedule in – in, in you know, in, in who they get at home and, and and that sort of thing, and so I I think that you know I mean they're, they're, the situation is set up for them I think to have a to have a pretty good season. I mean when you think about it, I mean they don't leave Iowa City in September, and that mm-hmm. includes you know and that includes the home game with Wisconsin. I mean they're at Minnesota, okay, fine. You know they're at Indiana. You know you get Maryland at home. I mean to me right now as I look through the schedule. You think Penn State on the road, you know, but I mean, a lot of those games, you're right, they're at home. And so that to me, I mean, just looking at the schedule and, and, and I, I do think that this is, that this is a situation where this team can, can get some wins, especially early in the year that can kind of set the table for the rest of the year. John Bonencamp joining us from the Burlington Hawkeye, the Wise Owl here on Jimmy B and TC. John, uh, I don't know if we've talked specifically about this. A couple weeks back, uh, the NCAA came down, a couple of rule changes that were widely celebrated, including true freshmen or guys that haven't redshirted, I guess, sure. also would fall in, can still play up to four games yet maintain that redshirt status. I- I've mm-hmm. wondered this. What is this better for, a developmental program like in Iowa, like Iowa State and what we're seeing there, or for the heavyweights, the Clemsons, the Alabamas of the world, who do you think this is going to help out more? I think it. I mean, I let's put it this way. I think it helps everybody. Mm-hmm. And that's that's kind of a, a wishy-washy answer. But I, I think for the most part, it does help schools like Iowa, help schools like Iowa State because there may be kids, especially late in the year. And if I if I remember right, there is no limit on you know like a time frame. Where right. You guys have to play four games, but. You look at some guys that, especially some freshmen, especially at skill positions, that by late October, early November could play for you. But you don't want to do it in Bernie, and basically, you know, in the past you didn't want to do it, and you, and, and you would and because you didn't want to burn a year of eligibility. Now, what this does, I think, is it gives some of these guys a chance, you know, that that kind of develop from you know August, September, and October that might be able to help you down the stretch. If that's you know, and 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 so, like I said, I think I think it, it helps college football in general, but I do think it helps like some of the some of the smaller power five schools, and you know, and and, and I mean, and really, if you look, it almost trickles down into the FCS schools because I'm sure the same thing happens at UNI, happens at Western Illinois, you know, happens in those in those valley schools that where you've got some guys that late in the year can help you. And now you can use them in a game or two, give them a taste, give them see what it's like, and then you still have four years of eligibility remaining. So uh, I, I do think it's I do think it's a great rule. I mean, there's yeah. no doubt about it. Yeah, and I, I think you're, what you said at the top is absolutely true. This is going to benefit everybody. It's one of those rules that it isn't just better for the Blue Bloods or better for the other side of things. This is good for everybody. And, and the health concerns that are part of it, I think, also a really big key. But we have just a couple minutes left. 
Okay. I, want, I want to allow you time to talk about your Dodgers. You told us after that hideous, hideous start, they'll be fine. That's right. They're more yeah. than fine right now. Right. Making a run up the standings in the West. They get the Cubs coming to town here. Scale of 1 to 10, how confident are you in your Dodgers making another run to the World Series? Oh, I think they're fine. I mean, I, I, I think, you know, you look at the way they've played this June. You know, I mean, they've got the best record. If I, if I read that right today, and I could be, I could be off by maybe a game or two, they've got the best record of anybody in June. You know, yeah. seven home runs yesterday. Um, you know, Kike Hernandez has kind of built off that momentum from last postseason. He's been playing a lot like Chris Taylor was this time last year. Yeah, it'd be nice to have Corey Seager in there, but they've, they've kind of overcome that. Cody Bellinger's starting to hit. Um, you know, Justin Turner, I think, will be better. I think they're going to be fine. I think they're going to sweep this series. Look at that from the wise <laughs> owl's mouth to our ears. Sweep yeah, the series. <laughs> good stuff, John. Hey, always fun talking with you. Thank you so much for your time today. Always a good one. Talk to you later. John Bonacamp, Burlington Hawkeye. Give him a follow on Twitter as well, at John Bonacamp. And cover a little baseball tonight, Jimmy B. You, uh, mm-hmm. you ever done anything like that? I've never been to not only Clinton and, and down in that way, but I've never even been to Cedar Rapids. Now that they're a Twins affiliate, I need to make that a summer trip. You know, some Saturday game, make my way over to Cedar Rapids. We have a lot of great ballparks and minor league baseball here across the state. I haven't touched anything. Right. Have you, I, I, I'm going to guess you're the same way. You don't like well, to I've been in. No, I've been in Cedar Rapids to, to do games and things, but I didn't. it was not for minor league baseball, mm-hmm. no. But you need to go to Cedar Rapids, Trent. I'm, if you haven't seen it, it's very picturesque. You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. Welcome back. And we got Wolfgang here with us, as I uh, talked about a little bit earlier today. Phil Steele is out on bookshelves or magazine shelves, if you will. College football closer and closer. In fact, Wolfgang... Two months from today, August 25th, we will have real-life college football. That's got to excite you. You know, we haven't talked like talked a ton of college football. I know there's a point where like we'll get sick of it, but I've been you know reading stuff and websites, and actually have Wi-Fi now in the hotspot, which is great. It's just I was living back in like the early 80s there for a while. It's just I didn't know what to do with myself. There are no newspapers around. I couldn't get on any websites. I had no idea what's going on. I got my hotspot, read up on some college football. So I am not sick of talking college football yet. You might. But there is a light at the end of the tunnel. There will be a point where we're like, okay, enough of this breaking down the rosters, what people got, coming back, thinking about what they got, maybe some Jucos or some five-star guys that are going to contribute. With the true freshmen being able to play this year, it's going to be interesting. And I don't know that we've wrapped our minds around that yet. Mm-hmm. Have you wrapped your mind around that yet, Trent, and who that's going to help the most? Well, you know, it is an interesting question. I think coaches are going to probably do things differently. Some might front load it and, hey, let's give a guy a shot early on. Some, hey, let's hold a guy back and, and see later in the season. It's going to be up to each individual staff how they're going to work this. And I, I think that kind of cat and mouse game is going to be interesting to see. Do you, throughout the regular season, you're going to be a bowl team. Hey, we, we want to get this guy experience in the bowl game. Do you wait for that? And, and the other side of the coin is, you know, we've seen more and more guys sit out bowl games that frankly don't mean a whole lot. Well, an opportunity then for their backup, the true freshman behind them, to get a little bit more playing time. You know, when Christian McCaffrey sits out of bowl game or, or whoever it may be, Leonard Fournette, 
Well, then we'll get to see that true freshman that people have been clamoring for a little bit more. So I, I think it's going to be interesting how to use it, though. You know, that, that might be a good conversation piece for us, Wolfgang, is yeah. what is the best way to use this? Is it? Yeah, let's, let's first guess this, Trent. Let's not second guess this. It's going to be easy after the fact mm-hmm. when all the coaches screw it up. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's going to be easy. You know what I mean? Right. So do we put in our true freshman quarterback if, you know, if the backup position is up in the air to come in and take four snaps to hand off the ball? Right, and then you use one of those four games for that. Probably not. It's going to be, but you also want to get their feet wet. So early on in the season, you want to get the guy out there in, in real game action. So you're you're up by 17 late in the fourth quarter against Northern Illinois, and let's hope that's the case for Iowa. All right, then you go out there, and you know what? We're going to let, instead of Peyton Mansell take those snaps and maybe throw the football one time, instead we're going to go the other direction. It's Spencer Petrus. Here you go, young man. It is yours. This, in that aspect, and in terms of just quarterbacks, it certainly helps Iowa because Iowa, two different times, has had to use seasons that really should have been redshirt seasons for guys that turn out to be the back out. Drew Tate, way back in the day in 2003, and recently with Nate Stanley going out there a couple seasons back. In the past, those guys... I think they ended up playing five or six games, but you can hold them out. You know, if you realize, hey, this is a blowout situation, we can put in our third teamer, and we're going to be fine. It's certainly going to help teams like that. Yeah, I, I don't know if I have such a low expectation for the NCAA. When this came out, um, I'm not sure if I even knew it was being you know talked about or thought of or if this was a possibility, but I'm so happy that this happened. I think it's about time, and I'm surprised. I think it's a good thing. I, th- I just do. I think it's a good thing. So we'll see how the Iowa coaching staff handles it. I don't want our true freshman quarterback, Petrus, playing in five games and losing a year. That's yes. what I don't want because he went in there four times and handed it off. Mm-hmm. If we were a different program, okay, and Church and Kirk changed his mind on that, that stuff, and so let's say we're up 28 points in the fourth quarter or 30 points, whatever, it's over, right? It's over. Mm-hmm. Instead of handing, you know, handing it off every time, if he threw a couple passes, Fine, that would be worth a game. I, I understand your experience thing. I don't want him going in a blowout and wasting a game on just handing the ball to our running backs. I understand that's experience. I agree with that. But it's not. I mean, come on. Anybody can take a snap and hand the ball off. I would, I would, be, I would, I would still be safe with him. You know what I mean? And I, I, would, I would be safe with him. I guess is what I'm saying. I'm trying to first guess, guess and not second guess. And not, you know, down the line, everybody's going to be killing somebody. Um, whoa, you just lost the game here. What if this happens down the line? So I'm trying to think what could happen and what couldn't. It's probably even more uh, fascinating with the, the other, like, position type players. Like, are we going to play some true linebackers, true freshman linebackers to come in and help and see what they got on special teams? Is this guy, I mean, I can see how that would really help. I don't see how bringing in a quarterback just to hand off helps. I don't. Well, and you mentioned the linebacker spot, and obviously Iowa this year replacing the three linebacker starters from a year ago and uh, three guys that had a lot of experience. Now, Iowa, this is different when they had to replace Kirksey and Morris and Anthony Hitchens because you know they're putting in redshirt freshmen. Bo Bauer, when he stepped in, he was a redshirt freshman at the time, and, and same thing with Josie Jewell. These guys at least have been on campus. They've been playing special teams. They, they understand they don't have the same kind of game experience, but it's a little bit different, but... Let's say it's close between two of the freshman linemen. Dylan Doyle, obviously Coach Doyle, strength and conditioning coach, his son, 
and the kid from Georgia, Jade McDonald. And, and they're kind of on the fence. You know, we really like one of these guys actually to play this whole season. Well, now you can do it. And you can go out there and not just special teams and see, all right, what they're doing there, but a couple of games of game experience and throw them out there for a series and, and see what they can do. And then you see and you look back at the film and you say, you know what, I just don't think he's quite ready. Then you can hold him back and you can use that red shirt year. So just another great angle here. And the second guessing, it, it's, it, <laughs> it makes it very, it's a lot of fun. It really is, Wolfgang, it, it figured out how you do this. And then, you know what, those, those game logs that you look at and maybe you just kind of breeze through, oh, okay, this guy must have played special teams. You're going to look at him a lot deeper on Sunday morning when you crack open the paper. And they're used to one thing, and they've, they've changed you know, stuff over the years, this and that, recruiting, when he can do this, when he can do that. I know Kirk is you know, a little bit different. He says one season bleeds into the next season of recruiting and this and that, and they changed it. I'm not sure if he likes it or he doesn't like it. I can't tell. You know, it doesn't matter if he likes it or doesn't. You've know, you got to go. Put your head forward, and here we go. It sounded like he didn't like it. I'm not 100% sure. But this is something you better have a game plan for. This is not something that you've seen in the past. So think about it. Look at the positives, negatives with playing somebody early. Um, they have to think about this. There, there are so many things for coaches to think about. It's ridiculous. Game planning, player development, off-the-field stuff, schoolwork, um, all this stuff. But they better think of this. This is something they've never had in the back of their mind. They better game plan and have meetings and meetings on this new rule. If they don't, they're going to get screwed, and they might ruin somebody's career by taking a year off. And I'm not joking with that, Trent. I mean, that's... That's a kid's livelihood. I mean, you could have an extra year. If not, if you play it wrong, you lose it. It's the same as always, but you have to at least have these discussions, which I'm sure the coaches are, but it's just something different that they're not used to that I hope all the coaches are seeing how it could go wrong. You know, another thing that I do wonder about is, let's say, all right, you want to see a guy early on. You you want to, though. And by the way, Trent, I don't know that everybody knows what we're talking about. Can you say? I'm not even sure we've said, have we? Yeah, yeah. It's a, a new rule that is in place starting this season where true freshmen or people that haven't redshirted can play upwards of four games. They can play up to four games, including the bowl game, yet still maintain the redshirt status. So you can go out I'm there. Sure people knew. People knew. But I, yeah. I mean, some people, you know, you're driving with the wife, and the wife's like kind of into sports, and she has no idea what the hell we're talking about. Right. Yeah. So, so that's the new rule. So you're going to see a lot more true freshmen play, a lot more get playing opportunities. But. All right, let's say you, you got a guy, he goes out there. You also you have to be a little bit careful with this rule, too. You don't want to use those three or four games right away, right? Don't, don't you want to hold a little something back, keep, keep a little bit of wiggle room in case there is an injury? And it might be a one-week injury, but I mean, remember last year, Josie Jewell sat out a game. Well, if you had a guy that was a freshman and he'd already used those four games earlier in the season, then, all right, well, I guess if we play him here, that he's done. That then we've used the red shirt, and it's all systems go for the rest of the season. So that's another thing I think coaches kind of have to track here and figure out what's the best case. Is it playing one game? Is it playing two games early in the season and then waiting? Is it more than that? Is it something more strategic where you know what we're going to have this kid ready? He's going to play in the Northern Illinois game, the Minnesota game, the Penn State game, and the Nebraska game. You know, I mean. There's a lot of different ways you can do that. And with injuries, I know you'll have to be flexible about it. It's a great layer, though, a great layer to putting this together. How would you use it, Wolfgang? Your, your coach, you took over the Hawkeyes this year, and uh, Coach Ferris decided to take a year away to, I don't know, travel Europe or something. So you're taking over here, and they're asking you, 
How are we implementing this? I'm not agreeing with the Patriots, the true freshman, if, if everybody's wanting our backup quarterback, who may be tied for second, our backup quarterback. Um, I'm not, I do not want him to play five games and lose a season. I'm not about putting him for four snaps at the end of the UNI game. If we're up on UNI where we could put our backup quarterback in, I'd be surprised, quite frankly, because that's how much respect I have for UNI. And we can, get, we can talk about that this time in our non-conference schedule. We can talk next time. But um, to me, I, the quarterback thing is something different. I'm just not willing to give up and, and risk that with handing it off. If you're going to put somebody in and have them pass, cool. Other programs do that when they're, up, when they're up 30. I'm not talking about bombs. I'm talking about timing, receiver timing. Kirk won't do that. He almost never does that, which is fine. He's a nice man, and I love the guy. He's a Hall of Fame coach. All right? Um, but if, if you look at it, I don't, know, I don't want him to burn a year just handing stuff off like that. So I would be very careful with the quarterback position. The other positions, are you kidding me? You can put linebackers on special teams and see how they do, like the Doyle kid you were talking about. Mm-hmm. Other of the, the other freshmen, see what they do at the end of games. I mean, you can have some fun with that. And I'm trying to think, Trent, I'm trying to – we're kind of doing off this off the cuff, and I hadn't even thought about this, really, so I like to think about things. But I'm sitting here thinking about other positions and what you do with linebackers and safeties and, and this and that. And if you look at Alabama, I'm trying to decide. I think people think that this is benefiting programs like Iowa. Am I right? And well, not Alabama? Well, no? there, there, I mean, there's two schools of thought. I think it's going to help everybody. You I know, haven't thought about it, so you tell me. There are two schools of thought. And then what is your thought is what I'm asking, I guess. Well, Alabama, you're just adding to the depth that they already have now. And they already have it. So would that make them a monster in the future? Even more of a monster? Well, a guy with you more I mean? experience and guys, you know, stepping in. And a lot of times, oh, he's a redshirt sophomore. He, he played a few games as a redshirt freshman. Well, suddenly that guy also played a little bit as a true freshman. He's just got more experience underneath his belt. And he maintains that. And, and the guys that make it to be fourth-year juniors or fifth-year seniors, those kind of guys in that Alabama program that were highly rated, didn't see the playing time for uh, the playing field a whole lot for whatever reason, well, they're going to be more all systems go earlier in their career than they normally were. Yeah, I, I, this is a rule that benefits everybody. This, it's a great rule. It's a great rule for every college too. football team. Have you heard – you very rarely get this in life, Trent. And, again, sometimes, mm-hmm. I, sometimes I go through life where I love – I like message boards, and sometimes I go, I just don't want any of that negativity in my life. And then I go, oh, I want it, and then I don't. What are, what are people saying about this rule? Is there somebody, are there people out there that go, no? If there is, I haven't seen it. Wow. Yeah. I mean, so, so what I'm saying is like the NCAA, I, good job, I mean, this was so easy, right? Yeah. So they did the right thing. Hey, sometimes things that are easy, people don't do, whether it's politicians or whoever, parents or whatever, children, pick up after yourself, right? That's easy, mm-hmm. all right? You know, you just drop something, pick it up and throw it in the trash. It's easy, but it's not always easy. So this is interesting. Everybody agrees with this, but the more I think of this, I'm going to think about this. If this benefits Alabama, are they going to become more of a monster? Oklahoma, more of a monster. Or does this help Iowa State? Getting to play the guys so they see live action for four full games. True freshman people, that's what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Iowa State players get to see true action for four games. Maybe it's only two. Spot play. But you get to see what those players get to see what, wow. You know, I played in high school. This is a different level. I need to take my game up. I think we're going to see better play in the future. 
because the true freshmen that normally wouldn't have played get a taste of it and go, I ain't there yet, Trent. There's my opinion. What do you think of that? It's a good one. And... This helps everybody. I, I don't think you can measure this well. This helps the Blue Bloods this much more, and the gap is going to widen because of this rule. Or, you understand, I'm not even, I don't even have this in my brain. I am yeah. I'm thinking, I'm talking as I'm thinking. I, have, I mean, I haven't thought this out. I, uh, I was reading an article, Major Applewhite, talking about this, the Houston coach who took over for Tom Herman after he made his way to Texas. And one of the things he said, really the biggest thing about this rule is about health. It's about health when a guy's a little bit banged up, and you know what? He probably shouldn't be out there, but well, we don't want to burden this kid's red shirt. This guy's not ready yet. It, it's about health. Well, you, you can't brilliant. You can't make anything negative when it's about the health of college football players. That, but, That's brilliant. So a guy that is normally a starter and a, and a stud, if they're playing a team that, quite frankly, they know they're going to be sure. right there better, so he doesn't have to go out there. Mm-hmm. Now you can bring in a true freshman that's a – a really good player. He's not as good as the guy. That is brilliant. That does help the health. Yes. I hadn't even thought of that. That's brilliant. A guy that's dinged up and that dinged up could go to worse, an injury. Mm-hmm. That's, oh, dude, I'm telling you, this rule is so good and it's so fun and it's something new we can talk about. It's brilliant. It really is, right? Tip of the ball cap to the NCAA, something we rarely talk about. <laughs> Good. And again, I mean, nobody's ever heard that before. Not, not at all. Hey, let's take a quick break. Coming up on the other side, Wolfgang's going to talk a little basketball with us. Big recruiting weekend for the Hawkeyes in football. We await the decision on the other side with basketball and DJ Carton. Uh, new uh, talking point there. We'll get into that coming up on the other side. Here till 6 o'clock with you, Jimmy B and TC on 1700.